Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Yes, thank you, Brendan. It's great to be here. Um, it's been a stunning 48 hours uh, for South Africa. Um, everybody's immensely proud of the boys and the way they played. Um, no, we're, uh, we're delighted in the results and uh, what two, fa- two fantastic games on the weekend. Well, where were we Saturday night? <laughs> well, I guess we'll start with Friday because we have more talking to do about the second game. But the big upset, finally, of the tournament yeah. came Friday night. When the English stunned the world, it pains me to say this, but the English team, who I've come to loathe, is very good. And they came up and choked out one of the most potent offenses in world rugby. And they did it in style. Yeah, they absolutely did it in style. They took them apart. Um, and perhaps that was a case of New Zealand also not having uh, you know, very many tough opponents up until that point. Uh, you know, so they got caught by England and the master tactician Eddie Jones, as he always is, just did it again. Eddie's been on fire. He's got his mind games going. Yep. I mean, we've looked back now into his World Cup history, starting in 03 with Australia, where they were on the doorstep. And he's a part of that big Springbok 07 year. We'll get into that game um, as we spent our snow day looking back at the film uh, for the final. But on that England-New Zealand game, Mauro Toje, one man of the match, Sam Underhill, and I gotta give props to Tom Curry. This kid is 21 years old and playing out of his mind. I mean, I remember as a 21 year old, I could barely wake up to get where I needed to go. And this guy's playing yeah. world rugby and it, not just playing well, playing out of his shoes, forcing yeah. turnovers. And Farrell and Ford just managed the game, and Tuolagi was unbelievable on defense. He shot up every single time from the 13 channel and choked Close, out closed that space he down, choked yeah. out the Kiwi offense yeah f- uh, phenomenal um, again I think you've got to give a lot of credit to Eddie Jones for uh, the planning that he'd done for New Zealand it's no easy task to beat New Zealand on any day on any surface so for them to um, you know for them to go and do that Brennan was was very special um, you know <laughs> to, to, to beat the All Blacks is one thing and and we know how hard that is actually to do it because we see it so rarely. But to take them apart the way England did was a very impressive, uh, and b I think concerning for everybody in world rugby because it was a big statement. This was a very good New Zealand team um, that had played some phenomenal rugby, um, and there was a little bit of inexperience in that in this New Zealand's group. Um, uh, that was the one thing is how would they cope with the pressure when it was really on and unfortunately they found out very late in the tournament so you know uh, but well done England no, I, did, I didn't see it coming Brendan I don't think any nobody did. did right off the bat they had that early try but I mean to start the game they, they did punk New Zealand a bit they got up in the flying V 
Joe Marlin. Oh, yeah. His, his blonde uh, yeah. mohawk. Oh, it, it at me. <laughs> in a way. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And Joe Marlin, man. Uh, <laughs> and I see that's not the end of it. Um, there's been a complaint lodged against uh, England and World Rugby are looking into the incident. And so... Yeah, it's it, it. I don't know what the problem is. Um, but There's a bit of fuck you on this England team uh, between yeah. Owen Farrell, Kyle Sinclair, yeah. Yeah. a couple of the goons. Um, now I'm just I'm I'm being critical because I'm kind of eating my words. I predicted them to lose to Australia. I predicted them to lose to New Zealand. No, they're, they're breaking my thesis yeah. that uh, Northern Hemisphere rugby is boring. Um, but it was an exciting game. I mean, they both pushed it wide and. There was some tactical kicking. We'll get to that in the second game. Uh, but for the most part, this game was all... It was a lot of carries, yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah, and uh, I think that was the strategy that uh, Eddie Jones employed to perfection against New Zealand. Uh, I think he'd be rather foolish to try and employ that same strategy against South Africa, who are going to present a very different challenge. Uh, so that's that's where we'll see the tactics hotting up between these two great coaches, and I call them both great coaches, um, Eddie Jones, of course, has been there in 2007 with Jake White and won the World Cup as an assistant coach to the Springboks. Here he sits coaching England as the head coach, and, and the new South African coach, Rassi Erasmus, has uh, really put together some smart, smart um, rugby plans for this team, and they've executed and find themselves in a World Cup final. So let's move on to our semi-final game. Barry, you and I, we stayed up for it. We were right in the middle of the snowstorm in Denver, but we made our way down to Three Dogs Tavern on 32nd. Yeah, big shout out to Three Dogs Tavern. Thank you for having us at this uh, incredible hour, 3 a.m. Uh, I think there's a song called 3 a.m. Eternal. It felt yeah. like that. It was very late for us, but we were there. We were pumped. And, we were served uh, hot dogs. We were served hot dogs. Uh, no alcohol, unfortunately, because it's after the hours, but they were kind enough to serve us some hot dogs and some sodas, and we got to watch the rugby on the big screen down there. So thank you very much to everybody at Three Dogs. That was very awesome. So we got... Warren Gatlin, Gatlin Ball, Wales, playing a game of attrition. You knew what you're going to get. The pack coming at you all day. Not a lot of risk being taken. Now, you and I have argued a little about... We're obviously... You're happy with the result, right? The, sure. the Bucks won. But throughout the game, I'm sitting there saying, this is pretty boring. We're seeing box <laughs> kick after box <laughs> kick. Not a lot of people going for it. A really defensive game. Look, You've dug in here and said that that's how you have to win these games. I, um, I, I don't think that's how everybody has to win them. I think that's how South Africa has to win them. I think we understand uh, what we're trying to do very well. Uh, we execute our plans, which are quite simple plans, uh, but we execute them very well. I, I think everybody in the team knows their role. I think they also uh, have played very conservatively uh, in the semi-finals because that was the strategy against Wales but to be honest I thought Wales got it wrong I thought they they were the ones that needed to lift the tempo they were the ones that needed to be take more chances than they did we didn't need to take chances with our forward pack and dominating the game line you know early on in that game already South Africa driving Wales back in the tackles and when they carried we carried with a little bit more purpose so the you could sense that South Africa had the upper hand throughout the game and, and Wales were the ones that needed to do something more urgently than simply take us on at our own game. So And yet they did. So we saw a total of eighty one kicks. Yeah, that's, that was a lot. That's uh, just yeah. over one a minute. Yeah. It's Every minute. But as you said, okay, so you are kicking away possession, which are. in the rugby world is everything, right? You gotta have the ball to score. Yeah, but it also you remember you've got a static ball up against the touchline, all right? Um, and you're gonna ask your four your forward pack, which is your strength, to carry from eighty every time. That, this is where Australia went wrong. This is what they try to do. They try. They ask 
the forward pack to carry from way too deep, way too early in the game. You want your forwards as fresh on the front foot as possible, okay? Carrying from 30 out, all right? Then you, and then you bring your carry game. You know, so you're playing for field position to ex go and execute the next opportunity. But we saw and box kicks from I don't, over midfield. And, and, and we won that contest. If you look at the balance of, 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 of how the possession went from there, they played it back to us. Yeah. And over the course of the game, we outkicked them a little. You know, it wasn't great to watch. I'll give you that. It really wasn't. But if you were a Welsh or South African fan, I promise you, you were hanging on every single kick. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm being critical of the Welsh here and saying if you do need a spark and and South Africa continue, continues to hand you the ball back, what are you doing with the counter kick? You know, there were some that yeah. just went straight up uncontested. Yeah, well, the, 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 the hard reality for them was they weren't winning any game line contests. They were coming as hard as they could, and they were getting flattened. Uh, Colisi, Peter Steph to Toy, Vermeulen. Double tackles. I mean, Epsabeth, uh, I can go on. You know, Tawarira, Marks, these guys just clobbered them. And, and that's where we, we really are strong. We set a new standard for how to tackle and how to keep pressure on the opposition. And if you want to win a test match, um, that's a very good thing to have in your, in, your, in your armory. I certainly saw seven, eight chop tackles by Khaleesi. Bongi was in on the action. Mm -hmm. The whole pack. And as we guessed, Rassi completely subbed the front five. He did. And five in, five out. Yeah, and, and it worked again. You know, and, and no greater moment for me than slamming down... My fist on the table at the three dogs with that final scrum penalty in the 79th minute. Cue uh, the audio. George North injured in that first half. Can his forward pack help create a miracle here? South Africa angling towards the post. Penalty! Penalty, South Africa! They've done it! Their big men have gone to work and they've juiced a penalty from referee Garces. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic moment there and to see Vincent Koch and Stephen Kitsov uh, and Marks coming out of that scrum knowing that that, that that is how you go and close out a test match right there, folks. Yeah. That's how you win a World Cup with play like that. And I went back and saw the collapsed mall that got them the call. Mm. Mustard had his hands all over it. He was the oh. one with the front, that front foot drive. Franco Mustard. So will he be pushing Etzebeth uh, and Lude for the final selection? Right. So let's let's play a little Barry Erasmus here. All right, Are there changes? Well, I, I I was thinking today that Rassi's got a six day turnaround. He's also playing against a very informed team obviously that have played one less game in this tournament and have one extra day of rest and have had an extra one extra several days of rest actually oh with the cancel it. game yeah yeah so okay. um this is this england team is fresh and riding sky high so rassi's got to think about and and and, and of course are notoriously good starters england i think that's been a key, a key to their successes they've started well so for South Africa, um, they've got to come up with something fresh, and maybe some fresh legs are needed in that tight five minute. I to do the exact same five in five out wouldn't make a lot of sense in my eyes. I mean, Rassi's got to go back in the game and find some way to change it up. Well, he can. I don't think there's any problem bringing Kitsoff and Marks into the starting team for if, this week. If they're going to play a half each, does it really matter? Maybe uh, you want well, more experienced well, guys uh, as their closers. Well, this is it, and 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 this is this is where. Uh, you know, again, with a tight five, the way it's worked so far has worked. So, 
part of him is going, stick with it, it's working, don't break the winning formula. And another part of him is going, they're fresher than us, they are riding hooks, they're good starters. I don't know, you know, my boys are all going to want to, everybody's going to want to play this game, start this game. But is it the boys that have had the less minutes in the legs, should I not be, and that are playing amazingly off the bench, should we maybe flip it around? And, and ask 20 minutes from the guys who got us to the final rather than the full 80. That's a good question. Asking questions. That's Devastating a- to be left out of a starting lineup having got there. Yeah. But, again... Cap's the- a cap. If you go on the field... Yeah, I, I think so. Everybody's going to want to start the final. So, But these guys are proud, cocky people. They are. And, my, and, if, and if I'm a betting man, I think it's going to be the exact same <laughs> team that's going to play. Except Colby, Cheslin, Colby, folks. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Uh-uh. Back yeah. in the mix. Oh, yes. Big news, this, big news this morning. Cheslin Colby is fit and is going to be available for this weekend. I tell you what. Well, I, I know uh, Rassi apparently wears one lucky shirt. That he's had all tournament, yep. and uh, he'll be sweating in that shirt <laughs> making these selections. He's going to need to wash it twice uh, because it's going to be not only a tough team to select. Barry, you and I coach together, and, and you've often told me the hardest thing you'll do as a coach is make your selections because you can never always get it right. Right? You always can look back and say, "Oh, if I had done this or that." It's the hardest thing to live with are your selections, and I'm sure Rassi will spend some sleepless nights this week. He may. Uh, he may have already made his decision. Um, and knowing Rassi, he might just say, no, I'm not making any changes. That's there you go. Stubborn Ches- as an ox. Cheslin Colby comes onto the bench uh, or possibly starts for Cebu and Cebu drops to the bench. That's it. That's it. I think I, I, that that's probably, if I had to put money on it, that's probably what he's doing. Or he can actually decide, you know what? I don't know. He needs to assess his squad tomorrow. And he's got to see how, did, how much of a bashing did we take against Wales. Yeah. Honestly. Those starters, how much of a bashing, how bruised are they? Have a real conversation with the training staff and it's, be like, look, yeah, I, know I know everyone know. wants to go, but, but is this guy okay? Yeah, like, no. like you got to, he's got to put them through their paces at least once this week. No. And England, see if, England's dinged up as well. Um, yeah. I'm reading a lot of dead legs, things you can play through, but mm. obviously the tournament wears on you when it's 48 fucking days. Well, that's it. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's what the public also needs to realize is that, you know, these teams that are left in the last four have been playing rugby for 40 odd days. Uh, Not to mention their brutal camp leading up to it. And the camp leading up to it, plus all the training and the pressure and the media. So, yeah, I mean, the fatigue. For me, this is the fascinating part because it's purely about, it's for the rugby purist now. Yeah. It's it's not pretty. Most finals are, uh, World Cup finals are separated by one penalty or a drop goal. Um, There's several through the history that have gone that way and I think this will be the same. Well, Barry, what's the name of the show? Rugby Pick'em. I guess we got to pick them. Now, yeah. before we say and, and look what the wise guys are setting the lines at, yeah. what would you set the line at, at as an extremely biased Springbok fan? Well, if you were to open up bank and let other people bet against you, what would you set the point spread at? Well, I think the bookmakers have got this one wrong. I think they've <laughs> had, they have England as quite strong favorites, um, and they're drawing the line at four and a half points. Uh, to we think other. So we we think otherwise, and we think there's an opportunity to make some money on the Springboks, um, because the the bookmakers uh, they're basing this off one fantastic performance against an out of sorts All Blacks side that got caught napping. Okay, so the Springboks are quite bullish uh, going into this weekend, uh, even though the bookmakers seem to fancy uh, England. There you go. 
one game, it's a momentum. Uh, the betting lines are always momentum-based. But as he said, I've been doubting England every step of the way. I'm a person who likes to double down in my own <laughs> mistakes, so I am a heavy Springboks. It's my third chance to say the, yes. the Southern Hemisphere plays better rugby than Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, but is it even worth talking about the third-place game? Or Yeah, I think it is worth talking about. I think both those teams will... I mean, we've played in that, in that game a few times. I think South Africa won that game and come third in a few World Cups. Uh, and they, there's a lot of guys there that will be going out uh, of their international careers. Alan Wynne-Jones, what a great player he's been for such a long time. Now, not the game he wanted to play for his last, but he still gets a swan song at a World Cup. Kieran Reid on the other side, what a great player, leader for New Zealand. So, yes, the, 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 the result of the game is you know, not as important here as the swan song for all those great players. Did you hear the New Zealand, uh, one of the local New Zealand channels didn't bother buying the rights to the third place game, so they won't be airing <laughs> well, it? Well, I don't know why. I mean, I think it, it, it's often a very entertaining game. Both teams pitch up with no pressure on them. Uh, they play a lot of the guys that haven't had a lot of game time that are eager to make a name for themselves, and often that's quite an entertaining game. So... No, boohoo! You'll find that'll be more that'll be more entertaining. If you want to see crash, boom, bang, offloads, crazy plays, the third, fourth playoff is the one that's going where that's going to happen. The final, my dear friends, is going to be a different story. Box kick mania here we go. No, it's going to be goal kick. It's going to be of course, uh, you know, Brendan. It's it, it's the nature of both these teams. Um, I think I think both teams will look to strike early and try a good few things early on in the test match. And let's see if they get some return on that. I think both teams will arrive eager to start well and will will take some early chances. Um, but if no points are scored there, it, this will settle down into a kicking contest. All right. Well, stay tuned for a matchup episode where Barry and I dive into all the head-to-head matchups position-wise. But for now, Barry, we're riding and dying with your spring box. Oh, Do you want to say something to the home country? In Afrikaans, you got 30 seconds. Go crazy right now. Lean into the mic. Thank you, Brendan. Listen, man. You can't glue. Who can't get this on? We're going to get this on. Three in the ochtend. You can't get this on. 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 You can't get To, to beat the All Blacks is one thing, and, and we know how hard that is actually to do it, because we see it so rarely, but to take them apart the way England did... Oh, it, it at me, in, in a way. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. song called 
3 a.m. eternal. It felt yeah. like that. It was very late for us, but we were there. We were pumped, and we were served uh, hot dogs. We were served hot dogs. Polisi, Peter Steff to Toy Vermeerlin. Double tackles. And if I'm a betting man, I think it's going to be the exact same <laughs> team. It's going to play except Colby, Cheslin, Colby, folks, ding a ling a ling. Uh oh, back yeah. in the mix. Oh, yes, big news. This. Thank you. 